Gosh, I hate writing this paper for my uh, research project. My brain hurts. It's working too hard. Well, actually, that's not how it works. What? <laughs> you want to put more in my head? <laughs> yep. Don't tell me we're geeking in about this. Yep, we're geeking in. <sighs> Okay, go ahead. Uh, tell me. Let's get this over with. Okay, so did you know that your resting metabolism requires about 1,300 calories a day? That's all that you, that's what you need just to live. Okay. Your brain takes about 20% of that, so about 260 calories a day. That sounds like big numbers. Uh-huh. Why are we doing this? So... You were saying that your brain was exhausted, right? Well, that's not how it works. Harder mental tasks don't require more calories. The research is more or less conclusive. If there's going to be a difference, it's going to be a very small one. Why might that be? I mean, like, if, you, if you're exercising, you're burning more calories. So why not if you're thinking harder, if your brain's doing more work? Yeah, that's actually a super interesting um, thing. The brain requires a huge, huge amount of energy just to rest, like I said, about 20%. Think about that. If your legs had that kind of constant maintenance, blood flow, blood glucose, you know how you have to warm up before you start exercising? You wouldn't have to do that. You could just start running. But our ancestors, when they were trying to run from something, they didn't need to have that kind of constant maintenance in their legs because they had what's called adrenaline that triggered the fight-or-flight response. So the brain gets consistent energy because it has to repair it constantly, and so a little extra exercise isn't going to do much? Yeah, basically. Basically, the brain has a huge reserve of energy up there anyways, so if you're using a little bit more of it, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Hmm. We have some evidence of this being true. So, for example, if people haven't eaten in a few hours, like if they have, or if they have low blood sugar, if one group is given a sugary drink, that group will do better on a mental task than a group that hasn't been given a, a sugary drink. So does that mean that sugar can improve brain function? Can we improve our brain function? Increasing the reserve of energy could, but that doesn't mean that you should eat more and more sugar. You know to increase your brain function. It just means that if you're low on blood glucose, adding a little more glucose to your blood will help your brain function better. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I understand that. I'm still going to stick with this brownie here will help my brain. <laughs> I'm still eating the brownie. Good. Okay, you eat the brownie. That's my excuse. Don't take it from me. Actually, there's other ways to improve your brain function. This article listed a study where the kids walked on a treadmill for 20 minutes. Okay, so they were, like, just walking mild exercise? Yeah, basically. The kids who had mild exercise did better on an academic exercise than the control group who just, like, read a book or something. So a physical warm-up is better than a mental warm-up, if you will. And this just goes to further show that if the brain was using up your store of calories like exercising was, the exercising kids would have done worse on the mental exercise. 
I'm actually familiar with that. Isn't that doesn't that have something to do with the fact that uh, the brain uses different types of energy than muscle? Yeah, like brain. Uh, the brain uses sugar, right? Whereas muscle uses fatty acids. I'm not sure about that. That's a good question. Actually, we were talking about this in human physiology the other day. Okay. And I hate this, by the way. My head hurts, and I'm sticking to that. But <laughs> your legs and your muscles actually use fatty acids for energy instead of sugar. So it uh, would make no sense for your muscles to take, uh, take energy away from your brain. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is that... The body doesn't just have a consistent, like, constant energy pool in there. And if you take from that energy pool by exercising, you're going to be depleting the energy that you use for your brain. Right. Uh, the energy is found in a couple of different forms. Um, sugar being one of them, but also fatty acids, protein, lipids. Okay. That's pretty neat. So these kids did better, which means that they're actually increasing their resting metabolism, which is increasing their blood flow, which means that the glucose, which is the type of energy that they use for brain function, is getting to their brain faster. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's just more circulation of sugar. Um, but then why is it that people like me right now... <laughs> Uh, claim to have brain burnout after, after a difficult brain task, such as this bloody freaking paper. The burnout's more likely to happen as a result of stress, not from harder thinking. It also depends on how you think about what you're doing as well. For example, uh, a lot of our listeners, including yourself, have probably had the recent experience of going to a theater and watching an exciting movie. How much work does your brain have to do with that task? Hmm. Well, now that I think about it, probably a lot, considering there's a whole lot of different images, you're keeping track of plot lines, like, there's stuff going on. Exactly. And you don't walk out of that theater feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted, I need to go take a nap, like you might after two hours of performing a mental task you don't like, such as studying or writing a paper. Hmm. Okay. Some people also enjoy difficult puzzles or, like yourself, video games. I do. Yeah. If you were to play two hours of video games, you wouldn't feel as mentally exhausted as, as you I would. As I do right now. <laughs> people can do things they enjoy for long periods of time without mental exhaustion. So what you're trying to tell me is if I... And, and I can't believe I'm going to even suggest this. If I enjoyed writing this paper, <laughs> then I would feel less tired? Yes. Exactly. Screw you! Science sucks! I don't so like I, this! <laughs> I can give you a perfect example. I was working on these show notes for like 30 minutes to an hour or something like that. And they're really and helpful, I, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Um... And it took me about an hour, something like that, and I was not mentally exhausted after doing it because I really enjoyed researching it. You aren't human. You enjoy research? <laughs> hey, you do it too. I do. When you're not right now. Okay, fair. <laughs> Alright, one final thing that I'd like to talk about is Claude Messier from the University of Ottawa, who was interviewed in one of the articles that we... You. That you researched. Yeah, and I we say one of the articles like there was more than one. 
So here's his quote. His quote is, My general hypothesis is that the brain is a lazy bum. The brain has a hard time staying focused on just one thing for too long. It's possible that sustained concentration creates some changes in the brain that promote avoidance of that state. It could be like a timer that says, okay, you're done now. Maybe the brain just doesn't like to work so hard for so long. Does that make sense for how you're feeling right now? Oh. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay, go take a nap. Thanks. Hey guys, that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, please give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. You can also message us at themaplegeeks at gmail.com or follow us on SoundCloud. Thanks you guys, have a great week, and don't forget to geek out.